You're listening to the Exchange Place Podcast. Welcome to another episode of The Exchange, where our hearts, souls, and ears come together for reciprocity and transformation. I am your host, Deborah Faith, and when we get together, we explore topics that help us to better understand ourselves and one another. The Exchange is my personal invitation for you to take inventory of your life. This is our space to be free, vulnerable, transparent. So live in it, learn from it, invite others to it, and most of all, protect it. Take care of it and it will take care of you. Exchange Place Podcast, y'all. Hey, y'all. How y'all doing? We are back in the building. And as you can see, I have a beautiful guest today. She is <laughs> she's new to the Exchange family, but she is not new to me, y'all. So we have Lee in the building. Hello. Hello, everyone. <laughs> thank you, Sarah. No, thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. Seriously. I, um, so this show... As I was preparing this morning, um, and I'm not going to get get myself started this morning, but I was really thinking of the level of courage that you have to come on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just thank you for being here because I know that this episode, I think like most, but like this episode will definitely bless somebody mm-hmm. knowing your story and your journey. That's, that's all I can hope for. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm proud of you for being able to... to um, to tell the story, because mm-hmm. I think a lot of times, even with myself, um, and of course you know, but mm-hmm. even with myself, for a long time, I don't think it was something that I necessarily talked about, about, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's a lot of people that don't aren't talk. talking about it. You don't it. realize it until you go through it, yeah. and then you share, and then everybody's like, oh, I've been through yeah. that too. Yeah, yeah. So I, I wanted you to come on, um, and I've mentioned on the show probably several times um, about myself mm-hmm. losing my first son. Um, I've never gone into real depth about that, mm-hmm. but I've always, it's always been a special place in my heart. And me and you, I've known you, dang, now from, I want to yeah. say like 2014, 13, somewhere. I, I want to say that. Am I lying? I think maybe more like. Seventeen. No, really. Yeah. Okay, I trust you. I, my dates at this point. <laughs> listen, y'all. We didn't. I done lost two years in in the pandemic. I don't even know what day is it. Because I I feel like we we met at a gym, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like it could have been my second time going. So I went two times. So I stopped going at a point, and then I went back. So it could okay. be my second time. Okay. So okay. that could be the date discrepancy. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna say, y'all. I ain't gonna tell you and break it, blame it on my age, but it probably is. <laughs> But um, we talked about, I think we ended up having a conversation about before, before yeah. um, about losing children. And um, I think it's, again, something that people don't talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times, I, I don't even want to just hold it to women, but I think women and men, men. suffer mm-hmm. silence in keeping 
that emotion and that feeling mm-hmm. down. So I I um I want to talk about your story um because it is one that I know is going to be a blessing to someone else. So if you could just kind of start back, I guess from the, your first experience with like okay. losing okay. a child and so um I got married in 2009 mm-hmm. and we Got pre- so preface it before I got married, I had a cone biopsy done. Okay. So you know you go to the doctor and they um, do the Pap smear. Yeah. And it came back. They said that the Pap smear came back um, positive, so they had to do a cone biopsy. Okay. So with the cone biopsy, they cut a piece of your cervix to yeah. test it and everything. So I got that done before um, I got married. So that had to be like maybe two thousand eight. Mm-hmm. Um, and sorry, I look at my husband because he remembers all the dates. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't. But so it had to be like two, 2008. Mm-hmm. And um, then we got married in 2009. 2010 um, was when I got pregnant. Okay. So I got pregnant for the first time in 2010. And um, that pregnancy ended up in a miscarriage. Okay. And how so, far along um, were you at that I point? I believe I was about... Three months, okay. I believe. Um, and, you know, when you, you get pregnant, you don't ever think that, you know, it's not going to work out. Especially, you know, I just got married, so now I'm a wife yeah. and, and everything. And so the you, next thing you is automatically think, yeah, first comes love, then comes, comes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> then comes the baby. Then the baby. Comes, yeah. <laughs> so it's like you never really think that, um, that it's not going to work out. So... I was pregnant, um, went through everything, and then um, my water broke at home. We went to um, the emergency room, and we were waiting. And I won't say which emergency room because it's horrible, and I'll never go back there again. Yeah. But um, we went to the emergency room and sitting in the waiting area, just waiting, mm-hmm. just waiting. Meanwhile, my water broke and everything, and they just had me waiting. Um, and then I felt like I had to use the bathroom. So I went into the bathroom, and as I'm going to use the bathroom, I miscarried yeah. in the bathroom. Um, so it was very traumatizing um, because now I'm in the bathroom, and I got to get to the door to open the door. They wouldn't let my husband in um until they came in first yeah. and took care of everything. And I'm on the floor, like, wrapped around a nurse's leg. Um, and uh, that was the first one. Yeah. That was the first one. Um, I don't remember, like, exact dates yeah. and stuff for everything. So it just kind of all kind of lumps up. And then I went on to have five more after that. So at the point that you, you lost the first one. Mm-hmm. I just want to back up. Like, what are you? What are you thinking at that point? And I asked that because, and I want to. I, I kind of want to share in in that sense. I remember, and I lost my son a little further down. Mm-hmm. Um, I was probably about twenty six weeks, um, twenty six, twenty seven weeks that when I lost him. But I remember a huge level of feeling inadequate, mm-hmm. right? Like, kind of like you said, like. As a woman, you're supposed to be you're able supposed to, to be mm-hmm. able to have children, and mm-hmm. that was something that never at all Cross had ever mind. crossed my mind. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I won't be able to have children. I'm like, that's not a <laughs> that's thing. That's just not yeah. a thing. You, you don't get even pregnant, think about it. Mm-hmm. and the pregnancy is going to continue. 
and for it to end in the middle. Like, where where are you mentally, I guess, is my question. At that point? At that point, the first um, time. I, probably a little lost, mm-hmm. um, confused. Yeah. Um, unsure, but still in a place of hope. So it's it's like, so with what I have, Mm -hmm. Um, they don't really diagnose it until you have multiple. Um, So at that point, it was like, oh, maybe this is just kind of like a fluke. You know, like, okay, it happens. It happens, yeah. Type of thing. And then you just go on to, you know, possibly try again. And what can you speak to? What exactly is the condition? Because I want to talk to people who may be having or have that condition or think that they may have something. Because I know for me... Um, I was just like, I was going to all these doctors and specialists and everybody's kind of throwing out all these words. And I was, I was super young too. So I I also feel like not having the knowledge or not kind of investigating things myself back then, Mm -hmm. like kind of left me there. So what is the actual condition? The doctor said that I have an incompetent cervix. So basically um, my cervix, as the baby grows, mm-hmm. my cervix gets weaker. Gotcha. And um, then it starts to open up as the baby gets bigger and bigger. Yeah. So um, then you have to get a cerclage yeah. done. Um, what a lot of people don't know is that there's so many, there's different cerclages. And uh, most of the doctors only do the basic one, which is called the McDonald's cerclage. Mm-hmm. But you have the McDonald's cerclage, then you have a transvaginal cerclage, and you have the transabdominal cerclage. Okay. I found that out on Facebook, on a Facebook group. Did you? Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there's a there's a Facebook group. Um, it's called Abby Loopers mm-hmm. on Facebook. And it's pretty much everybody that has had incompetent cervix. Wow. And they have a group, they put the doctors in there because the the McDonald's cerclage, most of the OBGYNs do it. Okay. The other two, it's not, most of them don't do it. So you have to find the doctor that does it. And I had to, um, my last pregnancy, I did the transvaginal cerclage. And I had to go, it was practically almost in Philly that I had to go to get it done. Wow. That was the closest doctor that did it. So I've I've had the transvaginal um, cerclage mm-hmm. for my second son. I'm like, <laughs> that I actually, I had, now I had to count. Not the one that I lost, the second one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't realize it was so, I guess, exclusive now that only certain yeah. doctors. So the regular one, they all do it, the okay. McDonald's cerclage. Um, and you get that one... At twelve weeks, okay, you get that one, and um, it's it's not um, they don't have to put you to to sleep or anything like that with it. You mm-hmm. can just get it done regular. The transvaginal, I had to be no, was I put to sleep for the transvaginal one? No, I wasn't. Okay, <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, was I? No, I wasn't. Okay, they just give you the spinal tap, okay. the epidural. Type. I was about yeah. to say, I had no, I had med- meds. I can't remember if I was. It was a while ago. Yeah. <laughs> it was quite yeah. some time ago. Yeah. He's almost twenty now, so he's <laughs> a grown man. Yeah, um, <laughs> but um, yeah, you you get an epidural for that one. The trans abdominal you get done before you get pregnant. Okay. Yeah. And that's the one that they do the surgery, they cut you. That's the one that you actually have to have a C-section yes. for. Okay. Yes. So that actually would be my next step if I planned on okay. having again. Um, because I've had 
I did the McDonald, and that one didn't hold, and I did the transvaginal, which was for my last one, okay. and that didn't hold. So my next step would be the transabdominal. Gotcha. I love that it's a Facebook group. So I yeah. I didn't know that there was a Facebook group. If I can talk, right? I didn't know that there was a Facebook group, but I love that there's a support group. Yeah. And then that group, for the for the listeners who are listening, can you tell the name again it's one more time? It's called Abby Loopers. Abby Loopers. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you can go on there, and it's pretty much everyone that has had incompetent cervix. Mm -hmm. They have a list of all the doctors that do the different um, cerclages. Mm -hmm. um, And they talk about the cerclages and explain the difference to, you know, through all of them. And it's, it's, it sucks that you can't really get all that information from your doctor. You have to go to social media and find out, you know, all the different things. Okay. So let's go back to, you said you were, of course, you you had hope again. Mm-hmm. So kind of walk me through, I guess, the, the the other pregnancies. Like, so the second time that you get pregnant. So the second—it's mm, going to be kind of jumbled because I don't remember okay. them exactly. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I, I really want to—I I, want to get where you're, what you're feeling more so, so than— Okay. So the you don't have to first one is—the first one was—that was probably one of the most traumatizing ones. Mm-hmm. Um then, like, the second and third, one was, so, you know, when you have a miscarriage, you get a DNC mm-hmm. done. Um, because of the DNC, I think it maybe was, like, the fourth one, um, third or fourth one, they do so much scraping, you get scar tissue. The scar tissue created amniotic bands, and so the baby was developing the brain outside of the skull. Um, it was an encephaly. Okay. That's what it was called, anencephaly. So for that one, we actually had to make the decision because um, the doctor said that we could keep going with it, but if we do, um, the baby would only last like maybe a couple hours to like a day or so. Oh, um, no. And then it was a lot of um, um, medical issues that would happen that could affect me with um, the baby progressing. Yeah. So that one we decided to um, terminate. Um, then one, I believe, was like a, me- a regular miscarriage where um, we just start bleeding. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then one, the other one, the one that I had, the McDonald's cerclage, that one I actually um, went... I believe I was feeling something. We went to the doctor for a visit. Mm -hmm. And as the doctor was doing the visit, my water broke. So from there, we had to um, go to the emergency room. um, And they have to take out the cerclage. And then you actually have to deliver at that point. Um, You have to go into labor and delivery. And... And we got pregnant again. I don't know. Sometimes it's like you you wonder, like, why? Like, okay, did I put myself through all of this by continuing to get pregnant again and again? But we just always had hope. Hope. Yeah. 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 No. And um, as you should. And so we, and each time, like my husband and I, we never really. We got pregnant, and mm-hmm. it was still the excitement of, you know, okay, this is it type yeah. feeling. Um, and then it just 
you know, kind of ended. Yeah. Um, and then the last one, the last one was the furthest. So I made it to five months. Okay. Um, and I think this one, everybody thought, like, this was it kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, um, and I had to get the transvaginal cerclage done. That's the one okay. I went to Philly to um, to get done. Um, and so we just thought, again, like, this, is, this it. is it. And then, you know, as you go further from the last time, it's like, Okay, I'm I'm past that point that I was before. before. And then you so you kind of feel like, oh, okay, you know, mm-hmm. I'm past ooh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm past that point. Yeah. And then you um you kind of get that hope again, you know, renewed hope. And it in the beginning, I think it's like a feeling of nervousness because you don't know. Yeah. And so you kind of like battle with nervousness and hope all at the same time. Yeah. Um and then after a point, you kind of get comfortable. Okay. You you know, the nervousness kind of goes, especially once you pass that a certain a point. A certain point. The nervousness kind of um, goes away, and then you kind of get comfortable. We we name the baby, and, you know, you start planning. Then you start telling people because it's like, oh, okay. You're past that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then again, we were home, and my water broke. And I was feeling pain, but... Um, Afterwards, when I think about it, you know, in hindsight, mm-hmm. I had been feeling a sort of pain maybe for like a two days okay. prior. But in my like mind, pain or just it was like um, I thought of it at the time as stretching because you when you when your uterus stretches and everything stretches, they yeah. say that you get like that little tinge yeah, type of I know feeling. Exactly what you mean. Um, yeah. But. Sometimes now when I think back, I'm like, hmm, I wonder if that was um, contractions. Yeah. Um, because when I did go to the hospital, they put you put me on the monitor and everything, and they said that I was having, like, slight contractions. So then I'm, I'm wondering, like, oh, man, you know, you start thinking, like, what if I had gone earlier? earlier? You know, maybe I could have avoided this and stuff. Um, and then we went to the hospital, and now I have the transvaginal surclage. Mm-hmm. So it's a whole process to take it out. Um, my OBGYN, she tried to take it out right there, like without having to go to uh, surgery. Yeah. But it didn't work because it's higher than the regular one. Um, so I had to go into surgery, have them take it out. And then once they take it out, now I got to go through labor and delivery. Mm-hmm. And I have to deliver. Um, and then they ask you if you want to see the baby, but we we didn't. Um and then I have to wait and deliver the placenta. Uh-huh. So now all this time, it's like it's it's frustrating sometimes because it's like you just want it to be over quick. Yeah. yeah. Like, all right, let's just get this over with and keep moving type thing. Um, and it's it's hard. Yeah. It, there's no other word really that I can. It's just hard. Yeah. You know, something yeah. to hard to deal with. And I. um now I have a, a life coach now. Um, I did counseling now, but I never did it with any of the other ones. I was going to ask you that. Mm-hmm. So all the, 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 the five times that you had lost, you never had any counseling? No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I always say that's, a, that's one of the, the things that I wish I would have done mm-hmm. um, prior um, to even getting pregnant with my 
two children that I have now because mm-hmm. I was in such I can't relate to you. I was in such uh, I don't think I ever calmed down during my mm-hmm. pregnancies. I was like counting the days mm-hmm. to get to the next day to get to the next week yeah. to see, you know what I mean? That they were going to come here and be healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, my youngest, I actually had at 27 weeks. And I, like I shared with you before, I had the, I remember I went to labor at my mom's house. Mm-hmm. And I remember, you know, the whole ride to the, you know, the ambulance, go to the hospital. Mm-hmm. And I remember getting there and them telling me the push. And my worst fear was I was going to deliver another mm-hmm. baby that would not be alive. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, no. Like, no, they were like, no, you have to push. I was like, I just, you know, in the fear of going through that. And that's such a traumatic experience to know, you know, with my my first son who I lost, I knew I was delivering a baby who was not Mm going to be alive. Um, I opted to see him. um, To have that same kind of repeat the same, you know what I mean, experience Mm -hmm. with my youngest son, who is healthy and was born at two pounds. Um, But I remember the level of fear that I had. And I was just like, I think even the hospital, I was like, after that, I wanted the hospital to be set up differently because I felt Mm -hmm. like it was so unfair to people who were not leaving with anything. like. To still be in the same space, space to hear babies cry. Like, I I literally, yeah, I, I still have that now. I've I, changed, I, um, gosh, I don't know how many times I've changed doctors. Doctors, yeah. yeah. The first one was a guy, was mm-hmm. a male doctor. And then I went to um, St. Barnabas and was using their group, group that they had. Yeah, yeah, I was there for a while. And then... Decided to change to another one, yeah. and it's just it's just change. It's like yeah. you don't want the same outcome, so you feel like yeah, I'm gonna shift. I mean, I've it, it's weird because it's like it really does. I don't know if it matters so much. Um, um I, so I, I I guess I don't know. I think it's just a mental. Thing. I was about to it's say mental. I think it's mental, mm-hmm. but I, I what I will say. Especially for younger women, because I think again, when I when I lost my oldest son, I was really young, mm-hmm. um, and the group, and I won't mention what group it was, yeah. <laughs> um, the group of doctors that I was with, I literally, I feel like they had no compassion. They just felt like, oh, you're young, you'll get over it. Just kind of go. Like I remember that feeling, mm-hmm. even when I went to the doctor to even be, you know, to, for them to tell me to go to the hospital, like, basically, it was kind of yeah. like, oh, yeah. Just go. Just kind of go. And I remember that feeling. And even going back after, it was kind of like, you're young, you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Like, it was like nothing. My first one was like that. Yeah. That first doctor was kind of like, you know, just like, Like, oh, it, it happens. happens. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I hated hearing that yeah. because it was kind of like, no, that doesn't just happen. And it was... You know, again, not having, and I I said this to you, for someone else to only be the, like, they know you were pregnant, but Mm -hmm. honestly, to experience life, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But other people not to have that same experience Experience. with that person. So losing somebody, if if we lose our parents, Mm -hmm. other people experience them. Yeah. But to lose someone that you really and probably your significant other got to experience. And nobody else did. And nobody mm-hmm. else did to grieve that looks so much different. different. Yeah. yeah. 
And I don't think people think about that. And it's like a piece of you. Yes. That literally, literally, like, dies. Like, you lost. You lost something that nobody else can see, nobody else can kind of relate to. It's such a strain, I think, mentally. Um, And the sixth one is just as hard as the first one. Oh, listen. I have living children, and I still grieve my son. mm -hmm. People are like, I don't understand. And I'm like, because one child does not replace the next one. The next one. Yeah. Um, And it's totally for people who have multiple pregnancies, children are different, pregnancies are different. It's Mm -hmm. just different experiences. So it does not take away from from that. Mm -hmm. Um, I still to this day, and I think I was sharing with you, I still to this day, around the time that I lost my son, my um, significant other at that time, um, his cousins were pregnant. And to this day, if they put up their birthdays, instantly my mind goes there. Goes there. Mm-hmm. Like instantly. It's not something you forget. It was, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think sometimes we don't, just as humans, like we didn't experience it. So yeah. we didn't, you know what I yeah. mean? So people overlook that. And it that. happens now. Like I feel like every time I'm, I was pregnant, mm-hmm. um, it was always like a million other people that are pregnant, pregnant. at the same time. Mm-hmm. And then everybody else goes on and has their kids and then... You know, sometimes you look at them and like, oh, you know, this is how old my kid would my be. Child this would is be. how yeah. how you know my my child would be about this size now yeah. or something like that. So it's like the feeling. I don't think it ever goes away. No. Um, you just learn how to live through the feeling. Yeah. You know, um, you learn how to keep going through the feeling, and even like um. I did a, my husband and I did a video at my church for, I believe it was Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. And they wanted people to send in videos and talk about what they were thankful for. And I stopped because I was like, maybe I shouldn't, you know, do this. Maybe I shouldn't send this video in because it's going to look different than what everybody else's video is going to be. So it's like everybody else is thankful for something. They have something to show that they're thankful for. And somebody else um, did a video and they were thankful about their baby. They had a baby and stuff. But I was thankful for the fact that I still had victory, even though the outcome that I wanted didn't come through. I still am able to smile. I'm still able to go on. Um, it, It wasn't the same testimony, but I felt like God showed me at a certain point that when I looked back over my last pregnancy, I was able to see certain things Mm -hmm. that made me realize that God was there. Yeah. Um, To the, the nurses in the hospital, you know, I've had experiences, you know, my first experience was horrible. Yeah. The nurses were not the nicest. The people weren't the nicest, you know, nothing was like, great about it. And I mean, not to say that my last experience was great because by far it wasn't. But God placed people, um, the ambulance, the driver, like they are supposed to take you to a certain hospital. And they actually took me to the hospital I wanted to go to, to Summit. Um, And they were like, it's okay, you know. And then the um, the medic in the back was talking to me about his wife and things his wife was going through and yeah. stuff like that. And it's just in the moment, you don't think about it. But when you're out of the moment and you look back, you realize like, OK, God was trying God to was show me, you know, little glimmers of hope, little yeah. pieces of joy in the midst of that. And 
that to me, I was thankful for. You know, I was thankful that even though what looks like victory, because in my mind, victory would have been having the baby. Yeah. But the reality is I didn't. Does that make me any less victorious? No, No. you know, because I'm still standing and I'm still pushing because Lord knows (laughs) I could have not been standing. You know, I could have not been here. Yeah. You know, so um, it 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 affects a lot. But you have to push through. Yeah. You know, you have to push through it. I love that perspective. I think not all the times do we in the middle of what feels like kind of like we're, I don't want to say dying slowly, but like the world's ending. The world is ending. I'm like basically that we can see that perspective. Uh It's almost like um, today, even in church, when they were saying like, depending on what, from what view you look at things, Uh will determine your perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes we can't see what God is doing. Um, and even the why behind it, mm-hmm. we may never know. But just having a basic understanding of like, it's all working for your good. So you do and have sometimes I, Listen, I'm not going to lie. I struggle. Like, yeah. Even You're human. We, I, I str- <laughs> we don't talk about that. Like I struggle. I'm like, human. God, really? Like, this is what we're doing right now? Yeah. But, um I'm I'm pushing through. Yeah. You know, I'm pushing through and I'm I'm determined to to make it. Yeah. You know. You are making it. So thank you. You are. <laughs> I mean to to be able to sit here. I think I'm crying. Y'all can't see it, but I think I'm crying more than she is. On this side though. I have a On this, I, side, I, this, this side this is the side that I cry. So when you see me go like this, I cry. But just to sit here. Like I said in the beginning, to have the courage. I, I now, you know what I mean. I, my my oldest son would be twenty three. To sit here and talk mm-hmm. about it, I still get emotional, right? To even have, I would have never had the courage to to talk about that experience. It, it took time. The, the <laughs> it definitely took took time. Um, and I just feel like if I can, so it's it's the whole concept of. Um, purpose through pain. Yeah, fine. I think we have mentioned yeah. it. Yeah. Um, like trying to find a purpose for yeah. why everything happens. Yeah. Um, and just being able to help someone else who may be going through it. Yeah. And um, and even if you're if they're not going through exactly what I went through. Yeah. But just to be able to share. That I've been through through things, yeah. And if I can make it through what to me was traumatizing, somebody else can make it through whatever they're going through that may be traumatizing yeah. to them, you know, type of thing. Um, so if I, you know, if I share, I share, and I, you know, I, I'm my kids, glad that you're my kids to me, they're still my kids. They are your <laughs> you kids, know? yeah. Um, and. No, don't be sorry. Um, I feel like they they'll live on through me speaking about them. You know. Yeah. So I love that. Um, I love that. That's it. <laughs> no, that that's really it. That is. It. I don't think I love that perspective because I don't think people 
think about it that, that way, way. Mm-hmm. Um, or have the lens to look at it that way. Mm-hmm. But that's that's an amazing perspective of like, yeah, they will live on. And yeah, they they lived in you, mm-hmm. <laughs> even mm-hmm. if it, no one else ever got to experience them. Yeah. So what, I know you said you have a life coach. Yeah. My Sasha. Hey, Sasha. <laughs> Shout out to Sasha and those life coaches out there. What was what was different about, you said you never got therapy, I guess, prior, right? Mm-hmm. What was different about this time that you felt like you needed a, a life coach or a therapist or counseling or some type of form um, to, like... I think it was just the mindset. Um, I'm not big on journaling, I'm not. Um, okay. It's hard to me to write stuff down. Um, I think I work better talking okay. to people. Um, so it was, and then I had actually spoke at an event. Um, it, it was weird because uh, I think it was in June or July when I went to speak um, at an event. I miscarried Mother's Day of 2021. Really, God, why would you do it on Mother's Day? Not that he did it. Don't don't nah, get me wrong. But, mean, but um, like... and I I was already scheduled to speak at this event. Um, and in my mind, it was like I'm gonna speak from a place of going through something, mm-hmm. but now being victor- again being victorious, victorious because this is what I have to show. You know, like we're making it through this. And then May came. I had the miscarriage, and I felt like I wasn't going to speak anymore because I didn't have nothing to speak about now. Um, Mm -hmm. And my friend, she was like, no, but you still do. And so I I still spoke, and and my life coach actually spoke at the same event. Okay. And that's where I met her at. Oh, wow. That's where I met her. Um, And so after hearing her speak and stuff, and it's just um, I knew I needed to speak to someone. You know, I just knew that I needed to to speak to someone to help navigate through things. And I have my husband. My husband's always by He's my here side. right now. Hey, yes, he is. Okay. <laughs> I love that. Um, and through all the miscarriages, he's right there, you yeah. know, by my side. Never love it. Another thing that I'm thankful for. And, I mean, we've had the miscarriages definitely um, affected us. Yeah. You know, affected our marriage and stuff, but we're still, you know, still here. Yeah. Um, and I have him to speak to as well, but it's a difference um, speaking to someone that is a part of what you're going through, yeah. and then speaking to someone who is totally disconnected from anything you've been through or any, you know, doesn't yeah. know you from Adam. Um, so speaking to her has definitely helped me helped a lot. You along. Yeah. yeah. I think we all need what I call talk therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, the exchange is talk therapy for yes. me. <laughs> and for a lot of y'all <laughs> listeners, I know it really is. Um, I think in knowing what you said kind of earlier is like the exchange kind of gives people It gives them mirrors of where Mm -hmm. they are and also windows of where to go Mm -hmm. or where they can possibly go. So I love I love that you you did that because I I think it's important. And I I think the more that we talk about it and whether you're talking is just for the listeners. Some people journal. 
I can journal, but I'm a, at the heart, I'm a, I'm a talker. And so much so that I've gotten out of just writing my journal, I voice note my voice. journal. Yeah, um, I heard because... on one of your um, one of your other shows, you do voice memos instead of texting. Yes, <laughs> I'm a voice. I'm a voice, y'all. I'm sorry, but I am. I'm a voice. I'm a voice memo. Voice note. I talk. It's been my. I guess it's your a thing. blessing for for the show. Um, for some people who are close to me, sometimes it's probably because I I can talk. Twenty minute voice memo. For, like, really? Yeah, because I need to get my thoughts out. Sometimes you need to talk those through. But I think it helps for me. I know sometimes talking helps me process mm-hmm. better yeah. than even writing. Mm-hmm. It's like I never thought about that, and to hear it. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Hear yourself say certain things or say certain things out of your mouth makes a difference. Mm-hmm. So I love that you're you're doing that. For the for the women, I guess, that may be going through what you're going through or what you've conquered, because I feel like you are on the other side of that. I'm getting there. <laughs> I think you are there. I think you... I, Maybe not to what you feel like it's supposed to look like, mm-hmm. but I think you are there because I, the day that you've experienced something that traumatized you, that hurt you in a way that could have took you out, mm-hmm. and you have the boldness and the courage to come and talk to someone else who may be in your position, mm-hmm. and it's not a selfish thing for you. It's like, yeah, I know what I'm going through, but... I don't want to say put yourself aside, but you've put yourself aside enough to even sit here for the other people who may be at home who can't get up. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like that. No, that's 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 a conqueror. <laughs> that's already a conqueror. And it may not look like how we always picture it. And mm-hmm. I think sometimes, like you said, victory doesn't always look, look like the same. Mm-hmm. how we pictured it to look. It's like depression doesn't always look the same. Child. <laughs> Depression is real, too. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, and some people are functioning depressed. I know that well because I have functioned depressed. Mm-hmm. Like, And with loss and great loss and repeated loss, whether it's children or people, mm-hmm. you become people become numb. I yeah. can, like I, I know like grief is a mug. Yeah. And it doesn't, one of the things that doesn't my, show up um, always. One of the things my life coach mentioned was like she was telling me that I have detached my feelings from experience. So you can go through and deal with the experiences because you've detached your feelings from them. And that's not good. It's not healthy. Yeah. 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 It's almost like a numb Mm -hmm. place. Mm -hmm. I know it well. (laughs) I'm not proud. I'm proud to say it because I'm aware of it. Yeah. And that's what I mean. Like, I'm aware of it. Even with death and death of anyone Mm -hmm. with me, it looks very different. And Mm -hmm. I have to sometimes come back to the experience Mm -hmm. and not so much like I'll be like. People were like, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm fine. And I'm not fine. But really you're not. And I'm not fine. But I can. I can. Mask it. I can mask it enough for it to look a certain way. Again, I'm aware of it, so I'm very careful in, especially mm-hmm. in death and loss, um, and grieving what that looks like. Mm-hmm. So I make sure that I take my moments to feel to feel, mm-hmm. um, because you can get to a place where you don't, and yeah. people think you are superhuman. I think sometimes, especially with the strong black woman um, syndrome, and I call it that because I hate. People to label 
strong because I yeah. I think strength you sometimes can be strong. you can be strong, but I think sometimes with that title we take on things that we're not supposed to yeah. carry. Yeah. And you feel like you always have to be strong. And I feel like for men, too. Yeah. It's, it's like you go in general. People go through well, things. Men have a whole I don't want to get too much. Into yeah. them, but I think they have a they have a whole I do want to be sensitive to them because I think they're from the time that they're brought here. We're trying to make little boys men mm-hmm. man up like he's two. <laughs> he's, he's not a man. Um, and I think that carries on as much as we kind of laugh at it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, you're the man. But you're telling a child that. And then they grow up with the weight of that. Mm-hmm. And a lot of men, and especially. They go through things and yeah, they feel like they have to be They have strong to be strong. Be... It's like they don't feel. No, they've been taught not mm-hmm. to feel. Mm-hmm. And we have to be very careful with that, even in losing children. Yeah. Like everybody talks about what we're going through, mm-hmm. right? But nobody but sees it from the, the, the husband, milk, the yeah. spouse, or the, the man's perspective. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I would and think— And it takes a toll on them as yeah, well. Yeah, I was about mm-hmm. to say, and again, we don't have your husband in the room, but I, I would think that his level of pain looks so much different because mm-hmm. it's like there's nothing really he can actually do. Do. Physically to, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Help you carry, you can be there and all of that. But I would think it was also a helpless place of Mm -hmm. like, hey, I want to be there, but how to be there and what that looks like. And then when everything happens, everyone looks at... Oh, how is she doing? How is the you know? How's your wife how doing? You? But nobody stops and thinks to say, "Well, how are you doing?" Wow. You know, to him on that end. So that's a great point. I don't think we think about that I, because I, it's all it's the mother that carries. So you always think about her, yeah. But you never think about him. You yeah. know, who is going through the journey? You know, just, a, just yeah, as much, just yeah. as much, and lost a child, yeah. just as much. Yeah. Wow. That's a great perspective. I'm sitting here because I'm like, I don't think we, I don't think we think about mm-hmm. it. I don't, I don't think we think about, and it, I wonder if it's like a male support group of men talking. Men don't talk Probably as not. much. <laughs> I know, but I, Probably not. There's danger in that to me. It's so scary. Because even in the group, the Abby Loopers group, yeah. it's all female. It's all female. Yeah. And it's not a requirement to get in the group that you have to be a woman. Anybody can get in the group. Yeah. But it's it's all female. In yeah, the men suffer in silence a lot, mm-hmm. though. I think throughout life, just in general. But I think especially in this place, I um, and I'll share this because um, it just brought that back to me. Um, so when I lost my my oldest son, um, my significant other at the time, I remember. I probably was the most, and I'm I'm convicted as we're talking because I probably was the most insensitive mm-hmm. from his side and mm-hmm. his perspective of like, yeah, you lost a child as well, mm-hmm. um, especially in that moment, moment because all I could focus on two things, I probably felt the most inadequate as mm-hmm. a woman, um, and he really loved children, mm-hmm. and all I kept on thinking was. He's definitely going to leave me because you can't have. I won't be able to have children. Mm -hmm. Well, I never thought. Again, we are, and this is just a blessing for you to hear this, right? I never thought I was going to have kids. Mm -hmm. I never. If you would have, I never thought I was going to have kids. I am blessed enough to be the mother of two living Mm -hmm. boys, um, but I never 
And I didn't have the level of hope. That's why, mm-hmm. like, listening to your story, it always blesses me because I don't, I didn't have the level of hope. Like, oh, I'm just gonna keep on trying. Mm-hmm. When I when I got pregnant with my oldest son that's living, I was scared to death. And mm-hmm. it wasn't a hopeful. It wasn't an excitement. It wasn't any of that because in my mind, I had made up my mind. Again, I was a lot younger. Mm-hmm. In a totally different space than I am now, but I had made up my mind, like, I'm just not going to have children. Mm-hmm. And I remember the level of inadequacy I felt in that relationship um, and never really considering how he felt. Like, mm-hmm. I I don't think we I think at that time we probably were the most distant from one another um, and not in a place to even have a conversation about, like, how he felt. Later on, I was blessed enough, probably a couple years back me and him actually had a conversation mm-hmm. about that and it's it was so crazy because it's like he felt totally of course the the, <laughs> the the lanes of communication were totally totally off in his mind he felt like oh well he he's a teacher so he was like well if we didn't have children I have plenty of kids like I never mm-hmm. it wasn't that heavy for him mm-hmm. um but again, not communicating and mm-hmm. not having that. That's why I love that your husband's here. I love that, you know, you're considering his feelings because mm-hmm. I don't think we do. I think we I get stuck think, in our mess. I think for me, because even in the in the hospitals, I, I think it's I had a mindset like I felt inadequate mm-hmm. and I felt like. I don't even know how to explain it. Like, I'm wrong kind of thing. So even in the hospital, I'm telling the nurses, sorry, you know, for everything. And I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. And they're like, you don't have to be sorry. It's okay. But, like, certain things I would, you know, try to, I don't know. I don't even know. Now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, I don't know exactly what it was. It's almost like I'm, I'm not going to say the bad person, but, like, you know, I've caused this. You feel responsible. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I'm, like telling the nurses sorry and, you know, trying to accommodate them, whereas it should be the other way around. Yeah. 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 And so, like, even with my husband, I ask him how he's doing. But from a male perspective, and we've actually had this conversation where he felt he had to be strong for me. Yeah. So it's like, you know, two people feeling like, oh, I don't want to burden you or I don't want to burden you. And then you just kind of keep it to yourself and keep moving, yeah. you know, because you want to be strong, you know, for the next person. Yeah. You know? yeah. I hope we can get away from that, that level of strong and be weak to one another. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. do you know what I'm saying? Because I think in, in our weakness, that is really where strength lies. Yeah. yeah. It's really where it's like, Hey, I'm, this is where I am. This is how I feel. We're allowed to feel. We're allowed to and you seek, be in the get moments. help. You yeah. Know? Sometimes you just, you just have to get help. You can't yeah. take on everything on your own. And, and whatever help looks like for you. Yeah. Like, I, of course, I'm an advocate for therapy and whatever that, again, social worker, therapist, life coach, whatever that looks like for people. Sometimes that just looks like really having somebody who's close to you mm-hmm. or that you trust with your feelings and trust that's a safe person that you can go to and have a conversation mm-hmm. with. It's not always, you know, a paid person, but somebody to listen to yeah. where you are that you feel like you really can share. Share your truth. Yeah, just, yeah. I was about to say share how you feel. Because mm-hmm. keeping that inside, girl, I am a witness. <laughs> All the loss I've had in my life, oh my God, I... I I'm like, God is real because yeah. just the fact that I'm here is 
<laughs> is a yeah. testimony itself because yeah. you can drive yourself crazy with keeping all, all that stuff feelings, yeah, yeah. bottled up and yeah. just going, going, because at some point you are going to crash. And then it just causes, um, it spirals over into other areas of Child. your life. I had fruit in all different areas, <laughs> and it all went back to the 12-year-old little girl who lost her mm. sister, who mm. blames herself for not doing. That's why I said blame comes with grief, grief especially in, in losing someone, mm. and whether that's your child or whatever. But I, I, could, I could see all this fruit that had developed over years, and it was all back to, and again, it was other stuff that happened in between, but like it really, with the root of it was the when little girl who felt sister. like a bad, yeah. like what you were saying, I could relate in a different way, but I, I remember feeling that exact same way, like mm-hmm. feeling responsible. responsible. Yeah. And usually it's like, I should have done this earlier. Mm-hmm. I should have done this. It's like the first one is the fluke. But then you get to number four, number five, and it's like, yeah. okay, I must be doing something. I'm wrong. doing. What am yeah. I doing wrong? Mm-hmm. What am I doing wrong? Mm-hmm. And we're not. You're not doing anything yeah. wrong. I love that. So what now? Now where are you? I guess like um, through all of that, besides the courage, and we know that you are up here, and I love that you're speaking, not only here but speaking at places, and I love mm-hmm. that you had. The, I don't even know. I was sitting here like <laughs> to be able to stand up. At that oh, the event, speaking yeah. event and even speak at that point is like, that's yeah. God. Yeah. <laughs> that's God. That's God. Yeah. But I love what you're doing for others. But like, where are you now? Um, still getting through. Okay. Um, I'm still getting through. Still um, in a place to try and grow. Grow individually. Grow um, my marriage-wise. Yeah. Um, strengthen my marriage, strengthen myself, um, and just really try to get back to a place of trusting God again. Okay. Um, and just kind of see where he wants me to be. Okay. Um, what he wants me to do. Because sometimes... As a as a woman, as a wife, you look at having kids almost as a purpose, you know. And um, when you when it doesn't happen, it's just like, okay, now what? You know, yeah. now now what am I supposed to do? Um, and then also, like one of the things I got from my life coach is she told me that I have a I have the I can't remember exactly how she said it, but I have the desire to want to produce whether it's someone or something, I have a desire to want to produce. Because mm-hmm. for me, and I don't know why I have this this thought or this mindset, but I feel like I want to have something that lives on past me. Legacy. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, I always think about like, oh, man, I'm not going to have a kid. So, you know, when I something happens to me, then, you know, mm-hmm. that's it. Like, you know, I'm gone kind of a thing. Um and we have a stepson. So my mm-hmm. husband has a son. He's okay. um, 18 now. Um, love him. Love yeah. him to life. And at first it was, there was maybe like the first or second pregnancies where I did struggle a little bit because it, it was that mindset like, well, he has his son, yeah. you know. Um, now it's different because I, that's our son, you know. Yeah. He has his mother and rightfully so. Um, 
but he he's my baby too. Yeah. You know, I love him just the same. Um, but I still have that. It's still that mindset of, you know, he has his mother and his father, you know. I want somebody to have me as a mother, you know. And so when something happens to me, you know, you can look at this little one and see me in that person, you know. Or um, and one of the things that I've done, um, I slowed down a lot now, but I was very much I think we had talked about this where Mm -hmm. I was very much just being busy trying to build something or, you know, trying to um, build a business, be a boss, you know, just being busy. And it's really just masking what I'm really feeling. So you just become, yeah, (laughs) Yeah. you just start doing, doing, doing when really you need to just stop and sit and and be with yourself for a little bit. And, um, and it took, you know, after this last miscarriage, that's kind of what um, stopped me, you know, Um, and, actually caused me to stop and pause and and spend more time home rather than being all over the place, you know? Yeah. Um, I totally forgot why I started saying that. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, no, but you were saying where you are. Yeah, um, yeah. No, you were so now I'm in a place of just um, really trying to sit still some, you know, to mm-hmm. a point. Um uh, still trying to build, but differently, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it does. Um, not trying to be all over the place anymore. Um, that may be for someone else. It's not for me. Gotcha. <laughs> um, so just trying to build and, and grow just in a different way. Yeah. If that makes any sense. It does. I love it. I love it. So if you had to give... Someone who's listening, um, advice mm-hmm. or just some words of wisdom, what would you say to them? Keep going. Mm-hmm. Keep going. Don't stop. You can fall. Get back up. You can feel, but you have to feel and deal with it yeah. and then get up and keep going. <laughs> Don't that. stay stuck. Don't stay stagnant. Deal with the issue Deal with how you're feeling, Mm -hmm. and then keep going. Keep moving forward. I love that. I love that. I'm so glad that you came. Thank Um, you. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad that you were vulnerable and just transparent and laid it out on the table. And I really, truly believe that the listeners that are listening are going to be blessed. Can you tell people, just is it okay if people... Want to read out, reach out to you? Yeah. Um, where they can find you if you're on Instagram um, or Facebook. So on Instagram, or... I actually just changed my name. Okay. Um, <laughs> so it's the Locked Lender. Okay. Um, T H E L O C D L E N D R. Okay. Um, Facebook, you can find me through Leah Steed. Okay. Um, LinkedIn. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I think people will be reaching out to you, and I feel like the more you tell your story, the more doors mm-hmm. will open up and I know that the Lord will bless you what that blessing looks like we never know and how he does it mm-hmm. you know he he is God yeah. <laughs> he yeah. is God but yeah. just I would just leave you with this like I never thought I was going to have children and I have two big boys who eat me out of house and home <laughs> all the time who was probably listening to this and I, I just I never thought mm. I never I never thought mm. so 
Thank you for giving me more hope, too. Aww. You just blessed me. <laughs> so thank you for coming. Thank you for thinking of me. I oh, absolutely. It. Yes, definitely. We changed church. Yes. I was <laughs> like, Sharon, Sharon. <laughs> um, but thank you for being here. Thank and you. we'll it see you next time. time. See you.